During the season of Lent, every Wednesday at Holy Redeemer Church, they have soup and sermons. And so this past Wednesday, I attended a soup and sermon, and Father Denny gave the sermon on, on the Eucharist. However, before the sermon began, as everyone was getting their bowls of soup and we were all seated at our different tables, we were engaged in our conversations at the table. And the table that I was sitting at was with some residents from the Hill Street place in Marshall. And the topic of conversation at our table was on foreign languages. The woman next to me, uh, she shared with the table how she admired how the deaf uh, could communicate through sign language. and What a gift that was. And then uh, I, I shared my interest in people who were blind, people who can only read and write through that language called Braille, uh, the dots. So I went to Lakeview, and uh, it, in the school at Lakeview, they, outside of each classroom, they have the room number in numerical characters, and then under the room number, they have dots, Braille for the blind. So as we were talking about this fascination with foreign languages and how people can communicate using the digits on their hands or simple dots on a piece of uh, paper, uh, we, we shared our fascination with these languages. In today's gospel, we also hear about a man who is born blind and he has never seen anything his whole life. The blind man we just heard about a moment ago, he was dependent upon others. And because he wasn't blind, he couldn't read and he couldn't function on his own. I think it's really interesting, the language of Braille for the blind, that only was invented in 1824 by Mr. Louis Braille from France who was blind from the age of three. So Braille is a rather recent language. And so in the, in the biblical times, this blind man couldn't read and he couldn't write. He couldn't fun function on his own. The gospel points out this evening that his neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? As a blind man, this was all he could do to survive. He was begging for money, begging for food. Since he had no education and he had no in, in, uh, eyesight, he couldn't live, he couldn't work, he couldn't support himself. And so he was dependent upon others. We might say that this man lived in a vulnerable state. It's really interesting, the word vulnerable, it comes from the Latin vulnus, which means to wound, to wound. And so every single person from the creation of the world has lived in a vulnerable state like this blind man. Vulnus, a wounded state because of our sin. And it's because of our blindedness and our sinfulness that the church helps us along as we make our way to heaven. The church uses tangible materials, things we can touch and feel and taste, because we're blind. We're spiritually blind because of our, of our personal sins. So the church uses these materials, touch, taste, feel, to communicate certain theological truths about our faith. For example, in the sacrament of baptism, we use the 
material, the substance of water, water to communicate a truth that this person is going from um, a life of sin into the family of God. Or in the Eucharist, we use something that we can feel and see and touch and taste, bread and wine. Uh, For wedding vows, we use tangible things we can touch. Uh, It's the exchange of rings. It's the audible sound of the bride and the groom exchanging vows in front of the altar. For holy orders, when a man is ordained a priest, the bishop lays his hands on the man's head. It's also the oil, the sacred chrism on the hands of the man who's ordained a priest. Not only the oil and the laying on of hands, but it's the man laying face down, prostrate, on the, on the floor of the church. It's a symbol of laying down his life. We see that every year on Good Friday. The Good Friday service begins by the priest and deacon laying face down fr- prostrate in a moment of silence as we remember the death of our Lord. In the anointing of the sick, it's the uh, laying on of hands of the sick and anointing the inside palms of the hands and the forehead as that sacrament is, is administered. And so the church uses visible things to communicate in, invisible realities because we struggle with blindness. In the gospel I just read a moment ago, Jesus is showing a truth that pertains to every single person. In today's gospel, he's rewriting history. He takes simple clay, When was the last time we heard about clay in the scripture? We have to go back to Genesis, when God created man from the clay of the earth, and he blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so Jesus uses the clay of the earth, and not only clay, he uses saliva. When was the first time in scripture we heard about a liquid? It was in Genesis. The first two things God created was the earth, which was without form in the face of the waters, clay and liquid. He uses these two substances to heal this man's blindness. And so there's a theological truth being pointed to here. Jesus is reminding us that we're going to die. Every Ash Wednesday we hear those words, you are dust and unto dust you will return. But it's not only, it doesn't end with death. Jesus is pointing to a truth about the resurrection. He's recreating man. He's breathing into, he's breathing into man a new life that was lost through our first parents in Genesis. And so this man... Uh, is experiencing new life. He's never seen colors before. This blind man has never seen shapes. And now for the first time, he's able to experience these realities. This man was once impoverished, but he regained, uh, he, he gained that ability to see. And this is what sin does to us. Sin impoverishes, impoverishes us. We live in poverty because of our sin. There's many people throughout the world who live in poverty. 
such as people in Guatemala. Following this Mass, we'll have that opportunity to donate money to build a house for a family in Guatemala. I was in Guatemala uh, probably four years ago as a transitional deacon. In the whole country, it's, they live in poverty, uh, but there's some poverties that are worse than others. And so the poverty that I saw down in Guatemala, it's uh, some people, they, what they have for a house is it's four sticks stuck into the ground with a piece of sheet metal uh, sitting on top of those four sticks, and that's called a house. But with the fundraiser that we're doing this evening at St. Michael's with, and with the auction, raising money to build a house in Guatemala, we're giving a family not only a house, but a home. A home built of cinder blocks. A stable, strong home. What's the difference between a home and a house? A house is a structure, but a home, that's where memories are created. This house, this home that we're contributing to, that we're building with our financial resources in Guatemala, it's this home where future Christmases and birthdays and uh, weddings and Easter's, all these uh, beautiful celebrations, they'll be celebrated within this home in Guatemala. And so this evening we have a beautiful opportunity to contribute to uh, these people in Guatemala to build, to build a home for them, to lift them out of poverty. During the season of Lent, uh, there's a few Eucharistic prayer options I use. One of them I like to use is the Eucharistic prayer for reconciliation number one. There's a beautiful line in that prayer where the priest prays, Help us to work together for the coming of your kingdom until the hour when we stand before you. Saints among the saints in the halls of heaven. Help us to work together for the coming of your kingdom. We build up the kingdom by helping others who live in poverty. And so in this gospel, this man is lifted out of poverty. He loses his blindness and he receives sight. After the blind man was healed, he says in the gospel, I do believe, Lord. And it says that he fell down and worshipped Jesus. And so today here at this Mass, we come before the altar as blind sinners, just like this blind man. Every individual sin in our life affects the whole mystical body of Christ. But we come to this Eucharistic altar, we beg for God's mercy and forgiveness, begging to be healed like this blind man. Our Lord himself understands our blindness, and so he uses tangible material things we can touch and taste in the Eucharist to cure our blindness, to bring about healing and restoration. And so let us come forward in a few moments to receive the body and blood of Christ and repeat the same words of the blind man from today's gospel. I do believe, Lord. I do believe, Lord. And we fall down and worship.